You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, this is Dick from Lone Star Community Radio. We have a big announcement for Lone Star Community Radio and our listeners. We have partnered with another TV station. That's right. You'll be seeing Lone Star Community Radio content on KVQT Channel 12 in the Houston area. Now is a great time to start a show or sponsor a show with Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on everything that is happening, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776 and leave a message. And we want to also wish everyone a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Sitting back, and we're enjoying tacos this morning. That's a bingo card a right there. Bingo! I walked in the studio this morning to find that Jake had been hard at work. Jake, have you seen the bingo card yet? What do you think? No. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good assumption right there. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? This bingo card, the like. The- yeah, he didn't do that. Oh, don't you even! <laughs> don't you even! I no, work hard. That's it, my baby. It's the, fir- it's the first draft situation. Yes, but no, we're no. practicing today with it. Yeah, we're going to practice with Skippy's Bingo. That's right. Uh, off the air, we kind of joke around how we, we fall into a groove on certain things. And so uh, Jake worked up a bingo card of different subjects that uh, you can play at home. I guess we're going to we gonna post like PDFs of the bingo card on our site. That's the plan. We're going we're gonna to workshop it between us and everything like that. And we're going to get a um, multiple versions of it up there. So you got multiple boards to play along with. Cool. And then we can have a different game of, you know, filling all the squares or the line or something. These are four by four uh, grids. Now, uh, Jake, I do have a question. One of them is start on time. Now, is that you get the point if we start on time or if no, we no, no. If we, if we do not start on time, then that may as well just be the free, you know, you get it no matter what. If we, if we ever make our way up to a, a five by five or we have a free in the middle, that'll be our uh, start on time. Start will be on the freebie. Time. So we can mark that one off already. So is mar- starting on time, mark off mention of tacos. We can mark off. We so. got some delicious tacos, not lazy tacos today. These are working tacos. Delicious Carmelitas tacos. These tacos are working harder. Uh, than you know, what's important. funny is every time I have these, it's amazing to me that someone even has the gall to serve lazy tacos in the area, in the nine square block in area. In the tri county area, you mean? I mean, these tacos are the so good. The fact that I can literally walk down a block and get something that's so much phenomenal. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Leo is telling me they're going to be having different types of tacos now. Yum. Wonderful. I'm just, coffee. Cool. I'm just. Uh, so. I'll be all over that one. So we can have like a taco smackdown between Conroe Coffee and I don't the know other if, place. I don't know if they can beat these. These are kind of. Oh, the gauntlet's been thrown. I hope okay. Leo's not listening. I think Carmelita stole my heart. I, I think I'm in love with her. They're stealing my cholesterol count. It's, uh, going, it's going up point by point every minute. So anyhow, we'll keep you posted today on what we do with the uh, the, the bingo card. And uh, feel free to play along at home. So we have a couple of topics to talk about today. Uh it's the daily who molested who. Um, it's almost like a who's who going on. We could do a bingo of that, you know. Uh, there are two new ones. Oh, boy, two. We got two this morning. <laughs> That's right. One is probably more well-known than the other, or depending on our audience. One is Kurt Webster. Kurt Webster, come on down. He is a Nashville power player. 
That's uh, how he's been um, uh, talked about in the, in the news. And he uh, uh, apparently had a, a relationship with a male uh, singer, Nashville singer, wannabe singer, and uh, was, according to this singer's uh, not not testimony because he hasn't sworn to anything yet, but his statements that he was uh, forced to do certain acts in order to get media attention and was told if you don't, then... So he did it for free? Yeah, I, I guess you would call it an in-kind donation. In-kind. Is Mr. Webster uh, a known homosexual or... Uh, apparently he is now. Well, <laughs> he is now, but prior to this, he I did not know that about him. If that, I mean, and I could be ignorant on that. Fact, but I don't know the man personally, but um, you know, it, it will come, you know, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, the article I'm reading didn't say, oh, he's been well known in the gay circles. It's like Kevin Spacey, that was like what you know, worst kept secret in Hollywood. Kevin Spacey, yeah, swings both ways. Duh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Mark Webster is. Is it Mark Webster? Kurt, Kurt. K- and it's K I R T, not K U R T. And uh, so I don't he, know who he is. Do you know who he is? Yeah. Yeah, he is a publicist for Dolly Parton, Charlie Daniels, Kenny Rogers. I mean, this is a power player. So he's kind of like, not at the same scale as Harvey Weinstein, but he's kind of like the country music version of Harvey Weinstein. But he's a figurehead, just yeah, like he's, Harvey He's was. got power, and I could picture him telling someone, hey, you know, do this, or or I'll make sure no one hears your name again. There are plenty, plenty more who want to do that. So I can see it happening. On the other hand, it's easy for someone to say, ah, yeah, I'm going to choose him and get my 15 minutes of fame. Well, and, and I... And not to say the uh, person doing the accusing is lying or anything along those lines, but if I'm going to pick someone, Mr. Webster's right there. I mean, he he's in that group because he's like Harvey, and he's got the um, he's got the power, sort of in in a, in a way, not quite like you said, not quite to the Harvey Weinstein level, but still, he's someone with a, he's a figurehead that that would be believable. It would be easy to say that he did it, right? Mm-hmm. So. So uh, there's that, and then there's Brett Ratner has been accused by five or six actresses already, and these are actresses who who stand to lose credibility, endorsement, jobs if they are found to be making it up. You know, uh, we've all talked about all it takes is just one young starlet who makes something up so she can get in on the club and proven they could just blow everything up. But the latest with Brett Ratner, who uh, has directed um, many, many movies, uh, is now accused of sexual harassment. Uh, you know, Brett Ratner did uh, um, uh, Rush Hour, you best known as the Rush Hour movie. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> so I, was, I was just looking about it. I didn't he's know a director. Who he was right. And, uh, you know, one of the actresses is Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. Wow. Yeah, she was in X Men Apocalypse. And uh, back in 2010, she referenced it in her book without naming names. And if you notice that same thing with Weinstein, people jokes, there were like family guy jokes for years ago that were mentioning Weinstein, but not by name um, yeah. or by name, but kind of doing a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And, you know, Jake and Dick, I'm torn that part of me is glad that a lot of this is coming to light and, you know, some predators may be taken off the streets now and, and some change may be affected. But on the other hand, these are happening years ago, and these are women, for the most part, uh, this seems to be you know male-on-female harassment, who've waited so long. Is it truly one of those, uh, 
you got to have one brave soul started and then everyone can, or is everyone? Yeah, I think I think you get that rock and rolling going down the hill, and, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and, you know, it's like a snowball. It just grows and grows. But man, Mr. Ratner's attorney, Martin Singer, said, you know, I've, I've covered him for two decades, and not one woman has come out and made a single accusation of this kind towards him. So for two decades of covering him, why hasn't this come out already? And it's one of those things— you know, yeah, it may have started with Harvey and it may have built up the courage for these women to step out. Um, it, it's going to be interesting where all this ends up because I want to know how many of these things are true, how many of these accusations well, are true, and how many are. I think it's, it's interesting how they handle it because you look at the Harvey Weinstein thing, it seemed like it only took one platform that had a loud enough voice just to say, hey, did you know for years he's been doing this? Even. They didn't really report a lot of proof. They didn't really report any, like, I don't know how to put it. Like, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't like an investigation. It was just more of, like, all these things this guy has done. And it was almost like Harvey Weinstein and their his party go, all right, the, the jig is up. I, I got to get out of here. Like, I'm, I'm going to get more stuff's going to come out. I'm guilty. I got to go. Same thing with Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey's little, little remark on Twitter where we did, like, he didn't say he didn't do it. And he apologized, and they say he was gay. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. So Brett Ratner's case, he's clearly saying, I never did this. Well, so he's saying his relationship with Olivia Moon or Mun oh. Mun uh, was consensual. In fact, a uh, few years ago, on a <laughs> he's quoted as saying, um, "Yeah, I uh, um, I don't know if you can use the word bang on radio, but we'll just put it <laughs> in that context a few times." And uh, but I forgot her. And so she's well, denying that there was ever a sexual relationship, that she, she was just harassed. I mean, I, that's what, see, that that right there, I don't know if we get a lawyer on here, we can talk more about it. Because I'd be interested to see what is tangible enough to bring to a court of law and actually charge something. Because I was reading that uh, Harvey Weinstein has two open cases against him in New York. Oh, really? So, I didn't know that. I mean, I don't know how, what that means technically, but it means there's someone actually went to the police and did something. Uh, because all this other stuff going on Twitter and all saying this stuff, it's to me, it's too casual to make it effective. Like you, that's not how you accuse your ass assaulters or whatever you want to call them on Twitter, saying, "Remember that time you touched me in the boob, Ben Affleck?" Ugh, you know. Ugh. And then I'm like, man, that's not the way you do that. I mean, it's because people are going to ask more questions now, and it might not come out good for you in the end because Ben Affleck might be in the right. And this is one where the victims uh, or the alleged victims, I, for what it's worth, when I say I, I give them extra quarter for, you know, that and a, two bucks will buy you a cup of coffee. But I mean, with the, the fear of losing a job or being, because, you know, you, you accuse someone of harassment or rape or assault and put you on the stand, it's the opposing counsel's job to just rip you to shreds. And, and, and so I can absolutely see the whole afraid to come forth if you're a victim of it. But these A-list actors and actresses who are, you know, the Rosie O'Donnells and the Meryl Streeps of the world who are popping out and saying, oh, we all knew he's gone. It's, you know what, to me, that's a conspiracy charge right there. Well, and, and the uh, the one with Mr. Ratner, it, I think more comes down to the Natasha uh, Henstridge. Uh-huh. Uh, lady, she was 19 at the time, and she was hanging out with him watching uh, TV Henstridge fell asleep, and she told the Times when she woke up, her and others uh, others had left, and she was alone with Mr. Ratner and uh, was, um, I guess, forced upon uh, to have 
to perform oral sex. Uh, so that, that it's all according to the New York Times and everything like that. But uh, she's, I think, the one that's more leading the fight against him than Olivia Munn. And I think the Olivia Munn side of things, I think there was a, a personal relationship, even though Miss Munn is denying it. But I think um, I think Brett Ratner is telling the, or as far as I can tell, he's telling the truth there. And and the, the tangible evidence of the Olivia Munn stuff is going to be harder if there was a personal relationship there compared to. Uh, you know, well, if you read the reports on it, it's all over the place. Like, no one really knows. It, it is. I and, mean, you know, a good lawyer can figure out what the questions to ask. If someone says, oh, I, you know, we had intimate knowledge of each other, and the other one says, don't. <clears throat> you can ask questions to say, okay, well, where's the birthmark? <laughs> you, you know, there are ways to determine if, if you've seen each other naked. Well, I think that was the fear with Harvey Weinstein, where he, like, is generally could be a sick person for the power control. And that's why he is. There's so many rampant cases of him, and that's probably why he immediately left and apologized, and then not really apologized. And then, well, I, I really think that's because I, I think there's some actual rape charges. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, flat out, he's he's going to be. He's is, done. Yeah, he did not have a happy ending. There's for, a shooting gun in his hand, or a smoking gun in his hand. So uh, these other cases, like this Brett Ratner one, I think is is a little. It's going to be harder to prove, and it'll be more interesting to see how those come out because well, I, especially the like, books written on Har Harvey. Well, it's similar to like Kevin Spacey, where it seemed like everyone knew, but well, they knew about his sexuality, but then him going after a 14 year old. Now, of course, this was what 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, but. I mean, so the proclivities of, oh, okay, being gay is one thing, being bi is one thing, but going after someone who's definitely underage, regardless of gender or orientation, is a no-no. And so I think that's what people are, are probably genuinely shocked. You know, I always make fun of, you know, like Clinton saying, oh, I'm shocked to hear this is going on. I'm shocked to hear there's gambling going on in this establishment. I think people are actually genuinely shocked that it's like, Spacey, really? We thought you were one of the good guys. He's not quite a, a Tom Hanks level, but you know there's some guys that. No, you don't but I think, think a lot are, of people love him and love what the work that he does. Right, and here's the thing: in the old days, especially in Hollywood, people would forgive that the Woody Allen's of the world, the Roman Polanskis of the world, who get a standing ovation in the Oscar awards. You know, he he can't be there to accept it because he'll get arrested. But you, you know, they give him a standing ovation for lifetime achievement award. You, you know, very forgiving. Well, but here with this. I don't think there's going to be any forgiveness. And what's, well, I mean, I, with the Ratner thing, he's been repeated doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what's, I mean, I don't know. It's so funny to, to learn about the dark side of people. And his thing was you get food delivered to his trailer, he's doing something in his trailer, and he just doesn't care what you think. Mm -hmm. So uh, I wonder how that would work, though, in a court of law. No. Well, uh, which, which part? Because he's basically exposing himself, and he's, you know, doing doing stuff by himself. And the person walks in. These actresses. This is like before actresses yeah. were actresses. Mm -hmm. They were like yeah. they're, they're PAs models. and stuff. No, PAs like delivering food on set. And, and that's that, like the Olivia Munn thing. That's what that was. Well, yeah, and and um, and I'm, the other Munn one, the other Olivia one too. Yeah. So, at the very least, and I said it's all the you know law degrees on the wall behind me, but I would view it would be uh, viewed as a, a workplace environment, a hostile workplace environment. Um, so. If you use your position of authority in a workplace, in a movie set or TV set, is a workplace. And the talent is higher up the food chain. You know, if, they, if their contract says they have certain demands, or if they have hiring or firing, then that puts them in a position of power. But if someone subordinate to them, like a PA, a production assistant, or caterer, or 
gopher or girl friday or whatever gopher gopher like go for this go for that oh okay. yeah it's, it's like lowest of the it's the bottom yeah, of the it's barrel. theater talk i thought it was like an actual gopher like from you know <laughs> like the, the love boat yeah I was like, no, no, they're Skippy. I don't, I don't want to know what you yeah, want to go, do. On gophers Saturday are low level. Happening. Gophers are low level people. Like, gophers. I think that's our cue to. Yeah, it is actually. Okay. So, uh, real estate mornings Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com. It's nine thirty. We got great songs coming up right here for the bottom hour. Uh, stick around. We got song requests nine three six six four seven three seven seven six. Oh, this episode and today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and also Conroe Coffee. We'll be back with more fun on Mornings of Lone Star. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Mornings with Lone Star. Version 2.0, where we talk for two-ish hours. And uh, break it up with some awesome music. Good call on the music today, Dave. Well played, sir. Well played. Thank you. You're bravo. 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 You know who we shouldn't be congratulating? Who? The Houston Astros. Because they, oh. they choked. The they, they choked. They... I wouldn't. I mean, yeah, their bats are just, uh, I don't know. They've been finicky all series long. You, you couldn't ask any better game out of uh, Verlander. You know, three hits. Two. He Apparently, he pitched like some solid innings last night. Yeah, six and two thirds, three hits, three runs. I mean, there's not much more you can do out of that. So, and out of his two starts, he went, uh, I think, a total of 13 and a third with uh, five hits and five runs. I mean, you got you, your bats have got to be there for, for those games. So, they won the, they won the first game he played. They, they lost the second one. So, um, so who's pitching today? Lance McCullers, Jr. 
So he's gonna. We're, we're they're not gonna win tonight. Is that your guess? No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> bottom of the. I'm telling you, bottom of the game. Let's get these. I mean, let's get these. Game have seven. No, no. Lance pitched uh, game seven against the Yankees and pitched a great game for us. Now, granted, we were at home and and the bats showed up for that one as well. So uh, we got him six runs there. Um, I, I think it's going to be the uh, first to first to five is probably going to win this game. So, so first to five runs. First to five runs is probably going to win this game. I don't think we're going to see the tip. I don't think we're going to see the game two outcome or the game five outcome. So, um, I, I, I'm my original pick was Dodgers and seven. So I got to stick with my original pick of Dodgers and seven. But uh, I don't know. I think I might be wrong in that one. I think the Astros might pull it out. Tonight. You think it pull it out? I, I, I think I they have, might pull it out. I, I have hope for the Astros. I will not be watching the Astros because when I tuned in the TV, it was the the fateful inning where. You know, all of a sudden, three runs happened, and so I turned it off. <laughs> I could be that jinx. That's what's funny about it. Everyone's got their superstitions and jinx. It's like before the game, you know, in the locker room, both are pr- literally praying. Both teams are praying, Lord, help us, you know, defeat our enemy on the field of battle. So can you imagine just being like God at that moment going, well, who do I choose? They're both asking. Well, and it's 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 like playing blackjack. You know, it's really funny because everybody's got their 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 ways of doing it. It's like this is the way to win. This is the way to win. And there's these rules, and you got to follow the rules. And and you know, if if you got uh, the dealer showing seven, you've got sixteen. You have to hit. And then he flops up a you know a five, and then he pulls a ten, and mm-hmm. you know he's busted. So it's one of those things where you, you never really know. And this series has been so hard to predict. I mean, these two teams are just so good. And I, I gotta say, this is probably top five. Top three best World Series of all time. Apparently, that the game uh, the other night was like one for the history books. Oh yes, oh definitely, so. definitely. It was. It's been a lot of what a roller coaster ride, man. It's wearing me out. Well, it's, it's not boring because the last time Astros got here, they got swept. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like they, they didn't win a single thing. So this is taking it. Even you, you know, tonight may be a blowout one way or the other. Where you know it's all inning three and the writing's on the wall. Who's going to win? But I'm telling you, to make it to Game Seven. Kudos to these guys. No, on both I, teams. and you got to look at their future and the way they're set up. And you look at these two teams and the way they're set up for the future. You you like the Astros. You take the Astros team, even if the Dodgers win tonight. You take the Astros team over the Dodgers any day of the week because of the, the the Astros are just so young and getting this experience in the World Series like this and how much money they still have on the payroll, how much yeah, room they will still they have. be able to keep everybody? Oh yeah, no problem, no problem. Um, you got to look at what the um, what about the Dodgers? Who are they going to lose? Well, the, Do- uh, the that's the thing is the Dodgers don't have a lot of long long term contracts still left on the on on the payroll here. You got Altuve on for like another three years. You've got Correa on for another two. Um, you got um, Gonzalez on. You've got um, Guriel. I mean, you've got these guys on for extended. They're not up at the end of this year. Yeah. Dodgers have Turner, Seager, and uh, Puig all up at the end of this year. And whether they come back or not, it, it all depends on how much they're going to they ask wanna, for. Yeah, they're probably going to ask for more money. And they're going to ask for more money. And it's it, the baseball is unique in that they don't have a salary cap, so they can pay as much as they want. But it's all you take the Yankees route of old, where you just you pay as much as you can for each of these players, and it doesn't and, pan and, out. And hope it comes. And, to and hope, yeah, hope it comes mm-hmm. to something. But now you look at where the Yankees are at. They got such a young team playing very little people on the contract. And their salary cap, or well, their salary amount is just incredibly low compared to where it's been in years past. So, you know, and, and look at the success. It's all those dollar having. dogs. Dollar dogs. Yeah. 
Oh, the, the, oh, the dollar hot dogs. Okay. I thought there was a baseball tournament. I realized what you're talking about. Well, I mean, I remember that was a big announcement <laughs> when the new owner came and he's like, we're going to kind of make everything more accessible to everybody money wise. I, and uh, I think you're going to see a big shift in that. The uh, Atlanta Falcons with their new stadium and, and how they partnered up with Mercedes because Mercedes is part owner and uh, co-owner with Coca-Cola on those refillable fountain machines and it's free refills now there. And wow, it, which, you know, if you're that's, like, that's it's like, great. oh, what's the, what's the big deal about that? Well, if you're paying $8 for a, a large soda and you get unlimited refills on that, talk about, you know, you get it, your makes, money's worth. it makes it way more affordable to go. Um, the dollar dog nights on Wednesday nights for the Astros. That's, you know, you're going to see things like that. And cause it's so expensive to go to these games. I mean, people are paying an arm and a leg for these tickets and then they got to give up their firstborn just to get a, a concession stand stack. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think you're going to see a lot of things go that way. And, uh, I, I think you take the Astros over the, the next five years. Yeah. Big time. They're going to win the world series. You think in the next five, within years? the next five years, they'll, they'll make it back at least two more times. Within the next five hours, you mean? Well, well, within the next 15, five hours, fifteen right, hours. Yeah, what time? Right. Like Who cares? Yeah, well, it's it, LA. it was it sounded good in my head, you know. <laughs> but no, I like. I see what you were doing there. Yeah, I like it. I like it. But yeah, I think within the next five years, I think they go back two more times, and I think they win it at least one. Good on them. But as far as superstitions go, let me just you know tell my friend who's opted not to shower during the whole thing. It's okay. You may shower. Oh. Your, your superstition will not. Dedicate the game. Uh, uh, there's beard, the game either way. There's rally beards going on, bro, growing on both sides. So right, you know. So, so take a chance and hop in the tub. You know who you are. Take a chance on That's, me. Take a chance. Take a, take a chance. chance. <laughs> hey, well, I was reading a thing where that pug guy flicked off the fans. Puig. Puig. And, and yeah, that's not shocking. <laughs> well, I mean, like, why isn't he in trouble? I, I mean, because to me, like, you know, that one guy doing a racial deal to another player. But I mean, you're you're flicking off the crowd, like the fans. That's kind of yeah. I, I, I'm sure he'll get a fine for it, but he won't lose the game. He won't get suspended or anything like now, that. Now, why isn't that? Why not? Do you think? I'm just curious. I don't. I, it's all well. You got to look at what ended up happening with uh, Guriel's suspension and the fact that he got five games, but he got five games at the start of next year. Yeah, and he didn't get suspended for game five. So, if you're looking at the contrast of a, a racially insensitive gesture towards an opposing player. In which Guriel knew he was doing something wrong. Yeah. You're going to give him five for next year. How does that equate to Puig flicking off the, the crowd? I, I got to imagine that it's you know the scales are different there. So if that's worth five games, then that's probably only worth a suspension for for Puig. That's my that's my rationalization. That's my I, I, but I don't know what Rob Manfred's mindset is on that. And and Manfred did a great job. If you guys get a chance to go back and look at his explanation, his press conference about why he chose to do the five games next year compared to suspending him for game five, I mean, it made a lot of sense. He said, I'm not going to punish the Astros for, you know, the, the team for one man's poor choice. Mm -hmm. And I want this to be more of a financial burden on him, not a game time burden on it him. It seems it was handled just across the board very, very well. Yeah, and you got to look at what, what – uh, you know, the other commissioners are going through did, right now. Did the guy even see it? Uh, did you, Darwish? Yeah, yeah, did he even see it happen? Or was no. it more of like after the game? Like, hey, did you know they, they caught this guy making slanty eye faces? He, he he knew about it when he got back to the dugout after, after he finished that inning. But he didn't know about it at, at the moment when it, in the moment when it happened. he did it in the dugout, right? He did it in the dugout. And the cameras are who caught I, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so well, see, that's my issue with it. 
because you know he didn't get he didn't do it like on in the in in the field during play, mm-hmm. and then you had a guy literally pick up both his fingers in front of like the whole crowd, yeah, like just flicking them off. And to me, that's that's a bigger deal because of the exposure of it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, that's where well, I was... there could be an FCC violation of that. Uh, we'd, yeah, we'd have to have a look. You know. Because obviously live broadcasts, there are uh, caveats in FCC regulations as to what can be said or heard, you know, if you, if you don't have the ability to to blank it out. Uh, so he could actually get nailed on that. But if you know the history of the finger, it actually kind of makes sense why he did it. What's the history of the finger? Well, long he, he's story just, short. He's just telling the other opposing I'm side. I'm number one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, long story short, English uh, bowmen, uh, long bowmen were feared in the, in the like, medieval times. And... When they were fighting the French, if the French caught uh, an English bowman, they would cut off the middle finger, preventing them from being able to use their bows anymore. So when they would face each other in battle, the English bowman would raise their their middle finger to show them, I still got my finger, and we're about to shoot you down. That's the origin of the finger. Ah, I see. I see. So the the defiance, you know, doing this. Anyone outside the studio right now is going to wonder why (laughs) Skippy is making gestures at Jake. (laughs) Well, it's because you love me. That's I right. love you. That's right. We're number one. We're number one. That's right. <laughs> You're number one. <laughs> but no, I, and you look at how Rob handled that whole thing. The man for the the um, um, commissioner for the league, and and then you compare it to like what Roger Goodell is going through right now, and and the whole twist that this Colin Kaepernick story is taking now, with Goodell backing the players, and the owner saying, ha, ha, "No, no, no, forget you. Forget who pays your salary." We're putting your extension, your five-year contract extension, on hold. So oh, that, they, they announced that recently. Mm-hmm. They I missed that. They announced it, and and it's basically saying these owners are saying, you can you can do what you want to do. That's fine, but don't forget who pays you. You know, don't forget who what, what hands feed you at the end of the yeah, day. Because I think I think a lot of people realize the structure of how the NFL is even set up because those owners are pretty they, pretty they much own the league. They, they're, they're the boss. Yeah, pretty much they're the boss of their domain in that area. And and then collectively, all thirty-two control the league. Yeah. I mean, they're they're the ones in charge. And so, you know, Goodell taking a stand and saying, "Hey, look, I'm I'm gonna try to support these players as much as I can, and and I'm, I want to be on their side and trying to kind of save face. I think a little bit, and and the owners are coming back, and, and especially Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones leading that fight, and he's saying, "Nope, I don't think so, buddy. You're on our side." And if you don't like that, we'll find some other trained chimpanzee to get him in here and, and take over your position. I do not see a happy ending for the NFL at no. the far end of this. No, no, no. It's uh, well, I see a happy ending for the MLB just because of how entertaining, entertaining this World Series has been. Uh, scandal free, or if there is a quote scandal like the the the, the Asian eye uh, offensive gesture, it was handled. Everyone, well. everyone, well. everyone involved was, you know, the quote victim of it. Didn't, oh, you know, uh, yellow lives matter or anything, you know, <laughs> crapola well, like but, that. But you gotta, you gotta applaud you, Darvish, on that one. Mm-hmm. And you know, you should be more like you, because <laughs> I got. Oh wait, that, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's there a, we go. That's we, in we the gotta, bingo thing. We, we have we, being punnies in our bingo scorecard. Um, so you being you, and, and and just saying, hey, look. Let's not make this a bigger deal. Everybody makes mistakes at the end of the day. We're all human, and, and I forgive him, and, and we need to be more lovable rather than hate, you know, more hate. Punishment fit the crime, contrition all around, people not getting butthurt about it. It, it, it. Nicely done. So, yeah, Dick, you're absolutely right. The This one's going to go down 
for all the right well, reasons. Well, I'm I'm interested to see what jump in viewership on TV is because I think that's the hardest thing for the MLB to really capture a TV audience, mainly because they have their games at like two eight two p.m. and on a Tuesday, so and it's near impossible to really grasp how to watch it. I know the younger crowd, if they if they're smart, they do the ESPN radio worldwide and they do the streaming worldwide which they're already kind of doing so like for example if i'm at work i can listen to the game anywhere like on my computer on my phone i can it's really easy to find it i'm good to go especially if i want to watch it at work i can stream it really easily through fox sport that's how i watched the game last night which it kind of sucked but uh (laughs) that's because fox's infrastructure is clearly failing after the world series well and and they need better employees working for them oh like jake lafleur like jake lafleur that sounds great but no, I mean, and in addition to all of that grand stuff, you got to look at the youth that's currently playing right now in this World Series and look at the youth from the Yankees. That's such a big market, a big name. The Dodgers are a big market and a big name. And, and you've got young people on the Red Sox. you got young people with the Cubs. These are these are your powerhouse teams. And baseball is such a, a market-driven uh, sport in that, you know, you, you really don't focus on the national scale. You focus on the, the local markets more so. I think if we can continue to get that youth into the sport, like we're seeing with Bregman, you know, 23 years old, hitting a, a walk-off double in game five, that, that's that's incredible. So, and he's an LSU Tiger, so go Tigers. <laughs> you go. Good thing they had their scandal like 15 years ago. Right? Oh, the, 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 the steroid scandal. Oh, there's steroids. Good thing, Good thing they had strikes. that. Well, here's the thing, you know, the, the, that could have gone the other way. Steroid scandals, strikes, all it's probably still going stuff. on. They just kind of, they just changed the rules a little bit, probably. No, they, they've uh, they've they've gotten really tough about it. And, well, you can tell, you know, when the guy's biceps aren't bigger than my chest. Well, you can tell if you look at Mark McGuire and his first five <laughs> seasons of, in the MLB, and then you look at his last five seasons of the MLB. Yeah, you don't even have to look at his stat or his, like, picture. You can just look at his stats. He could be like... Average, average, average. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, really whoa. So it, it was uh, it was a great era but of baseball I, for offense purposes. <laughs> well, I think that I think due to the steroids, the Astros got robbed. Well, and you, you got to look at the uh, they're doing something right, right? Because if the Cardinals are trying to steal and hack into their system and and steal information on them, you know they're doing something right. So kudos to the Astros. Now, Dick, I got a quick question because. I, I don't know what the equivalent of it would be for soccer purposes, but um, those in the era like the Maguires, the Sammy Sosa's, the uh, Barry Bonds, do you think they belong in the Hall of Fame? Or since they cheated, they shouldn't be allowed? I I, I really think the you have first to say what's cheating and what's not. Because do you receive performing enhancement drugs ever being accepted in the Major League Baseball? Yeah. Ever. Do you see it? Then then if that's true, then you you, you let them in because you, you do have to put the foot down. I mean, I'd be interested to see if it becomes like all the floodgates open, like you can do whatever drug you want and you can get as big as you want. That that would just kind of change the sport, but then it's a slow change. There's something's slowly changing. Yeah. But, I, I, uh, I think it'll I think it should be allowed in the capacity of healing purposes because steroids have oh, yeah. healing purposes. But if you look at Mark McGuire that's like he clearly took yeah. it to be better baseball player. He didn't give. I mean, I'm not kidding. You got. I will show you this picture off the when we go to our break. Mm-hmm. It looks. It looks like me, mm-hmm. and then I gained 75 pounds of muscle, like, like Captain I, America before and after. The yes, thing. Okay. like it looks obnoxious how big he got. His, for, his forearms after were bigger than his biceps before. He's like a Popeye. Yes, like Barry Bonds started his uh, MLB career weighing like 140. 
he finishes MLB career wearing like 225. <laughs> and only muscle. people who do that are high school people in football, like who gain that kind of weight. Right. Because that's right when they're growing, like, all right, you're going to be, you know, defensive back. We got to put 50 pounds on you. So just, just, yeah, just keep eating and keep. No, it's, I'm totally serious. My cousin, we're having a serious discussion about how, you know, majority of the football programs at like Klein High School and locally here, how they're going to be making kids unhealthy because only a certain percentage go to the Division One. But what happened is they needed you to fit a role and they had the playbook of how to fit the role. Oh, we need him to gain 75 pounds and he needs to lift. But see, what happens is these people after high school and college, they're not playing anymore, but they're still eating for that 75 pounds. So it's like they're, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> Obesity. Yeah, that's right. No, it's a real deal. It is. It's the a real, is real deal. It is. Uh, you listen to Morning's Lone Star, and I promise that's the end of sports. Yes, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk some New York. Let's talk New York. We had a, a, a thing happen there the other day. Yep. And we'll talk more about that. And, uh, Maybe we could touch on some lighters, you know, oh, oh, the summer side me. of life. My, my list is long here. Yeah. We're good. We're good. We'll be back. You're listening to Mornings of Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 1045, 1061. And we want to say a special thanks to our sponsors this morning, Conroe Coffee, and of course, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hey guys, I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. We are Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3 and check out our website, nerdthugradio.com. We like to talk about quilting, horseback riding, and baking quiche. Actually, we don't, but we do like talking nerdy to you. That's right. Every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m., hashtag talking nerdy to you. And if going on a lot of sports as we are wont to do with Jake in the studio with us but I'm gonna shift gears a little bit something else happened that I want to talk about yesterday a uh, poopy head rented a car drove into bicyclists killed eight wounded 11 came out shouting an Islamic catchphrase um, whipped out th- this is when I say funny not really funny haha I whipped out two guns and started shooting and they were a paintball gun and a pellet gun so this kind of, you know, ordinarily when something like this happens, when there's a terrorist 
attack happen. Uh, I have a class of friends on Facebook or whatnot that start posting, oh, you know, gun control. This is why we need gun control because four people died, eight people died, six people died because of these guns. Um, and I'm not someone, I'm not one of those uh, people like, I'm going to keep it real and try and ruin everyone else's life. But I do point out that, you know, the sheer number of drunk driving deaths in the same amount, yeah. you know, it's, it's three to five times as much. So it's not a gun. Th so here's the thing. By the same token, we need to stop. If in a gun uh, crime, gun incident, we want to ban guns, then in a non-gun incident, what do we ban? Do we ban U-Haul trucks? I would say no. Do we ban diversity visa recipients? And that's that's the question today. This uh, gentleman a few years ago made it into America on uh, what was called a, a, a diversity visa, which is to get people from other countries with low immigration uh, to inspire them to come in and not really merit-based. It's a lottery, just a flat-out lottery. And it's funny how in like in a real lottery like Lotto, Texas, you see people win and you just cringe. They're either like very old, you know, they'll never be able to spend it all, or they're very dumb and, you know, they're going to blow it all on on dumb things. And you have no say on what happens in the lottery for that very reason. So this person uh, claiming it is an act of Islam rams his truck down a bicycle lane, just drives it down full tilt and runs over bicycle after bicycle and then slams into a school bus at the end of it. And uh, he has been shot but not killed. He's recovering. So this is one that gets to finally go to trial. And uh, I just have some thoughts about this. Uh, does anyone else want to chime in as I talk here on this one? <laughs> uh, Dick, you all, you all on this one, buddy. It's all you, man. You got it. No, he's nah, shaking his dude, head. Okay, hold on. Dick's, Dick's being, being lazy. lazy. Dick's on, being lazy. That's on our Skippy Bingo card. Ooh, it's looking good. <laughs> We're getting there. So no, we I, start on time, being punny, mention of tacos, and Dick being lazy. Unfortunately, I, I did not hear about this. I didn't even know this occurred. So, well, And this is what I wanted to, was going to lean into about this, Jake and listeners and Dick, who's sitting over there drinking my Conroe coffee without me, is um, this is an act of, obviously this is, this is defined as an act of terror in the sense that this man is claiming Islamic radicalism. And again, for the friends that, uh, there seems to be a double standard, which I'm just not a fan of. It's, you have a subclass of a religious group who are killing people in the name of that religion, and most of the people who truly worship that religion are not fans of this. Yeah. And I'm talking the Muslim community. Or am I talking the Christian community? where you have the, the jerkwads like Westboro Baptist Church and, and these idiots, these far-right, alt-right idiots who say stupid things, but the left wants to paint them all, oh, that's all Christians saying this now. And of course it's not the yeah. same. You can't have it both ways. There are whack jobs on both sides. There are fringes on both sides. And I don't believe that every uh, Muslim wants to kill us, and I don't believe that every Christian is a you know sleazy slime ball. Okay, and I encourage people before you start posting on Facebook one way or the other, either anti-Islam or anti-Christian, to think about not everyone needs to be painted with the same brush. You can't have it both ways. Pick a, pick a stance and stick to it. Either one idiot represents the whole group or they don't on either side. Well, and I want to, my biggest takeaway from all this is the fact that we haven't heard anything is where, where does that leave us? in modern day society, are we so desensitized from all of this or was this just another one of those instances where it was kind of like, eh, Jake, that's an awesome point. And I was, I was, 
roundabout way trying to get there because, um, you know, unfortunately, I don't mean to, but we're going to add to the Skippy's Bingo with past life references. You know, I grew up in England and uh, that was in the 70s and the early 80s when there was a lot of, it was called the Troubles. And it was the Irish Republican Army, the IRA, blowing up people in places in England. Uh, 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 people would be assassinated, uh, places would be blown up. Uh, uh, there was terrorism going on, and it wasn't Islamic. It, it was Catholic terrorism, of all things. Um, and I lived that. And the purpose of terrorism is to terrorize, to disrupt lives, to make you stop things. And if we were on the tube and someone left a, a briefcase or a sack lunch there, we had to pull the cord and stop the train for hours on end, and people would be inconvenienced. And I was kind of using today as an example that we are in hour two of our two-hour broadcast before we even raise this, because we're talking baseball and Harvey Weinstein, and that's okay. I don't think we're desensitized to it. I think these cases of terrorism are losing their luster. And of course, and let me caveat this with, you know, opinions espoused by Skippy or not necessarily the <laughs> opinions espoused by Lone Star so, Radio. But, but of that opinion, if we were to take that opinion... Does that lead to a future that is scarier or safer? In that, I mean, do they ultimately just say, okay, this is not working anymore. We've got to find another tactic, uh, you know, not not trying to inflict via terrorism, but another way. Or does that ramp up the terrorism? And do does that lead us to another event, God forbid, like 9-11? It could go either way. My sense, it's the former. It's the first one, because that is exactly what happened with the IRA. It wasn't working. They'd kill English people. They'd blow up Herod's. The British Army would go into Belfast and, and wipe out people. It, it, it was a stalemate left and right. Finally, the IRA, Sinn Féin, the political arm of the IRA, got a member of parliament, and they affected political change, and the terrorism stopped because they realized it wasn't working. Well, what change does the group of ISIS want? I, and I don't know if that's lack of, a, of good reporting on the American side or if that's lack of— um, they don't know the communication uh, they're, they're claiming, on their side. Yeah, they're they're picking and choosing, much like any fringe on any religion. And so you know, Skippy likes to be equal opportunity offensive here. Uh, <laughs> any religion, when you pick and choose, oh, you know, this is bad because this part of our holy text says this is bad. Well, then it's it's all or nothing. You can't you can't pick and choose. Well, this is bad, but this isn't. And and these people are are quoting certain passages, saying you know if. Uh, you know, you must kill the unbeliever or, you know, they, they translate something or they interpret something in the Quran or the Bible or, you know, the golden tablets of the, the Mormon church. I don't care. Uh, you, it's open to your own personal interpretation. And they're viewing it as you must become Muslim or you will die. Now, anyone with an IQ above three knows that nothing is going to make the whole world convert to Islam period, and yeah. the subject. You know it. So to blow up people in the goal of that is self-defeating. Of, of course it's not working. It's a, it's a cheap excuse. And I'm not one who's overly religious. I, I grew up in a uh, mixed household with uh, both Christian-based, but one Baptist, one uh, Catholic. And I, I'm, now in my, my youth, I'm not the most uh, religious person. But I, I would say, why do we, why, why do they have to force upon everybody else their religious beliefs. I, 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 and I call the same question upon 
a lot of Catholic uh, and and Baptist churches that do um, they do forceful ministry missionaries mm -hmm. rather than helpful it's proselytizing and it's evangelical. You, you look at the history; really, what it comes down to is is just the power. Like, what is that group sect to? I mean, the Middle East is just another example of like what Spain, the Spain did for a while and what the English people did for a while where they felt they needed to go to Jerusalem and own Jerusalem. And that's what they did for a while. I mean, they killed a lot of people and they didn't take no for an answer. They literally said, this is, you know, this is where Jesus is and all this kind of stuff. This is where we need to be. Now, the Middle East is another, uh, it's confusing mainly because there was never, there hasn't been something that has been developed kind of like a Rome. There hasn't been a Rome no. in the Middle East to where like people know where everyone stands. And when it comes down to power and money, unfortunately and ironically, the most power there is the oil. And that's what really drives who's in charge and what's going on in the past over the past, you know, hundred so years, because that's how that's how it flips so easy. Because someone else takes over real quick. It's a fair weather ally. You know, you have something we need, so we're gonna turn our back. Like, on. I would I would be interested in how many oil fields ISIS currently controlled or has controlled in the past, you know, five years, and how much of that oil is somehow ending up in my gas tank. Fortunately, ISIS is uh, most of the, the 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 petroleum in the Middle East is owned by that state, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, yeah. whatever. ISIS is not a nation. It's not a state. Well, I know, but they're they're get they're using it somehow because that's always kind of oh, like absolutely. the main headlines. Oh, we captured an oil, an oil reserve. Mm -hmm. Well, what were they doing with it? Where are they getting the money to keep this going? Right. And so every business has to have an import export some and something. It could be people. It could be a a, qual a product, or it could be politics, or it could be you know anything like that. It could, it could literally be protection. Mm -hmm. That could be their export. Is they they provide good protection, but uh, but that's why I was wondering about these folks. You know, it's going to either die out because of just their barbaric ways, and they're not going to. You know, we're looking when you're talking about generations of these people. It's going to. I don't know that kind of lifestyle just doesn't really pan out for the whole group. Well, I, yeah, sooner or later, there's going to be a young group of conscripts that are being encouraged to martyr themselves, and they're going to be told this by old men saying, oh, it's great glory for you to do this. Well, someone's going to say, well, then why are you still alive? It's, did you ever see the movie uh, 28 Days Later? Yes. Okay, you know, the, the, the angry zombie movie where they run? It was uh, great. Okay, well, at the end, you know, they die out. Why? Because you're so busy being angry, you forget you don't eat. You know, you die out. You starve to death. I feel the same way with this. These people are so angry with the, this this tunnel vision thing that literally does not make sense. You know you're not going to get the entire— 8 billion people are not going to convert to Islam, period, end of subject. You know it's never going to happen. But uh, so even, to, if, even, if they, even if 8 billion people did switch, would they still be happy? No. Oh, oh yeah, they don't care about the happiness. I, I, think, I think it's, it's just a yeah. nature thing where people are—certain well, people I mean, are angry people. It's similar to, you know, the, the Christianity split in the—was it the 1700s? Basically, when everything is like Church of England. Yeah, well, that's and Henry VIII wanted to get divorced. That? Uh, that was uh, in the uh, uh, early, uh, late 1400s, early 1500s. Henry VIII wanted, oh, sorry, 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 uh, late 1500s, early 1600s. Uh, Henry VIII wanted to get divorced. And literally changed. Catholic Church wouldn't let him. So he's like, fine, I make my own church. And yeah. that started the Protestant movement against the Catholics. And Flash forward four or five hundred years, and you have Irishmen blowing up Englishmen, blowing up Irishmen uh, because of that. Yeah. Because 
he wanted a divorce in the Catholic Church. I mean, you can, you can do the same type of timeline in the Middle East somehow. But I mean, I don't really know a lot of the conflicts or a lot of the sects they, they have there. If you want to go learn, go to Netflix. Look up West Wing. They had a special episode called Isaac and Ishmael. And it was a standalone episode between seasons, between season one and two or two and three, uh, where they answer 9-11 in their own universe. You know, something yeah. happens. And they talk about the history about what started Islam what started Christianity and it was about the brothers Isaac and Ishmael and they split. And, you know, you got one that goes down the path of, you know, the Messiah Jesus and the other one that goes down the path towards the Messiah Muhammad and why it happened based on this, this, this tale that may or may not be based. Cause on. unfortunately for us, we're, we're kind of the, the byproduct of it in the sense of like the terrorist acts here. Cause I mean, this is probably one instance people who are another country are glad they're not the United States cause they're not constantly being targeted uh, well, no, oh, no, here's the thing. In, in England, you're targeted. In France, you're targeted. I mean, they're bringing it. Here's the thing. Yeah, but Poland people are doing okay. Sw the, the Swiss are nice. They're, yeah, they're good. They're, they're doing good. They're <laughs> not getting They're the hitting the Alps right now. Yes, because they, you know why Switzerland's doing so great? They're saying, listen, we will hold your dirty money. We will hold mm, your blood money. Dirty money. That's it. It's all the money goes to Swiss bank accounts for a reason. Switzerland says, listen, we're not judging. Smart yeah. move. So, well, no, they really want to protect it's their great people. For, it's great for self-preservation. But the whole thing about oh, we're we're fighting wars, we're waging wars overseas. We shouldn't be there. If we don't go there, they come here, and that's how what is the France gets nailed, Germany gets nailed, all these other nations get nailed by terrorists. Because if you're not coming to us, we're going to come to you. And I don't want to like you know challenge them, but uh, you know I feel like we haven't taken the. As as the U.S., we haven't taken the brunt of the uh, terrorist attacks. When you look at what happened in uh, London, and when you look at what happened in France, well, the single large the, yes and no because with them it's been spread out over a lot of time that it racks up. With us, in one fell swoop, Osama bin Laden killed three uh, thousand. No, and people. and but that that was a different group altogether. That wasn't ISIS. I, I'm saying since the ISIS body has taken oh, taken oh. hold of this. Well, yeah, it's they're going the nickel and dime route. But here's the thing: the only way to reinstill terror into the hearts and minds of Americans, as evidenced today, that this New York, we all love New York, we 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 mourn the people who died. But this is number three or four down the news list. This is another eight people died. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, we got World Series, we got Harvey Weinstein, you know, and. I'm not saying necessarily that's a bad thing or that the media is, is shaping the story. The fact is that I don't think we're numb to it, as you, as you uh, asked earlier, Jake. It's that you guys aren't having the desired effect. If you're trying to scare me, it's like, it's like me putting on a thing going, boo. It doesn't scare you. It and makes you, me laugh at you. Yeah, <laughs> and so the only way to, to regain the terror is to do a major assault such as 9-11, and anyone idiotic enough to try that Whoever harbors them will turn into a glass parking lot. Especially with Trump and, and power uh, is one thing. Yes. And I will propose one question and think about this as we go to break. And you can answer it when we come back. Okay. Does the Vegas shooting cause this event to not be as big of a deal because of what we saw? How many Paris? Uh, it hasn't been a big event for the past like two weeks. Yeah, but it was so shocking and huge and dramatic. And this is minuscule compared to it. You know, mm -hmm. as far as the effect of it and, and how many people died, you know. So, mm -hmm. good question. I'd love to talk with you about it after. And also, did you know from the JF, JFK documents released, they have a picture of Hitler in South America. And so, there's a conspiracy theory that Hitler escaped 
we knew that. And add one more to the creating conspiracy. Yes. Oh, we just need a hairline reference and we, we got to go. You listen to Moy's Lone Star on IRLoneStar.com. It's 1029. We're going to take a quick musical break, folks. We're sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, guys. Stick around. We got great stuff coming your way. Hey, Montgomery County. It's me, C.C. Holmes. And I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m. where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me. That's right, jazzy. <laughs> right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106. 6.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Mornings with Lone Star. Dick, I think we're are we going to head in close to our final uh, yeah. stretch of the morning. Oh dear! Hey, remember yesterday we were talking about the uh, that 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 fish tail, the the two Hawaiian ladies and the boat oh, for five yeah. months. Well, apparently this boat is sink, sinking by the day. Uh, there um, is that considered a pun? Uh, yeah, but we already did it being punny, so it's already on the on the Skippy Bingo thing. Uh, all we need to do is someone needs to accidentally uh, make a reference to my hairline, and I'll get a bingo on my board. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll be able to play at home soon enough. We're going to put the boards up on our website and uh, probably uh, PDF them to a Facebook where uh, you can play Skippy Bingo every morning, and uh, we will have cool prizes for those who actually win bingos. But, yeah, so the the two ladies on the Hawaiian boat, five months, that they said they were, uh, well, one day they're saying their lives were in constant danger. The other day they're saying, well, you know, we were just kind of cruising around. Uh, apparently everything they're coming up with is just not tracking up. They said they were attacked all night long by a pod of tiger sharks who were jumping out of the water and basically oh reenacting every scene from so deep blue they're doubling sea. down. They're doubling down, and all these shark experts are going, golly, we, in our combined centuries worth of uh, studies, we have never heard of tiger sharks doing that. Or uh, 
well, we were tossed about by this storm like Gilligan's Island and uh, for three days, and there was no storm in that area. So one of the ladies apparently is an actress. I'm just throwing that out there. She's been uh, like a background extra and some stuff. I think maybe they're looking for a little uh, exposure of the non-ocean variety. So that one's, yeah, that boat is sinking, ladies. Fess up. Just, just do it. Cool. <laughs> I was throwing it to Dick, and he's just like, oh, oh great, Skippy, stop talking. I got to say something. Here's something funny. The, the uh, Two things about uh, yesterday. First off, I, I totally forgot. Not only was it Halloween yesterday, and we're going to check off ex-wives on my uh, bingo card, because yesterday was also the uh, 17th anniversary of my third marriage. Third marriage. My third marriage was a, third marriage. a, a Halloween costume wedding. It was a lot of fun. And uh, had I stayed married to the third wife, it would have been our 17th anniversary. Y'all got married on Halloween? On Halloween. It was awesome. That's odd. Oh, it was great. It was, uh, uh, there was a pipe organ. Did you dress up as a Star Trek person? No, I dressed up as the Sheriff of Nottingham. It was all like an all in black and stuff. Yeah. Brave, but you know, like Braveheart was my groomsman, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get the theme. And, and, but, uh, but the, the bride to be walked, they had a, they had a pipe organ there. So my bride to be walked down the aisle to the Phantom of the Opera song on a pipe organ. Yeah. That was a good wedding. Good wedding. Oh, the weddings are always good. Bad all, marriage. All, all four of the weddings. Well, no, no, no. You got, you got your second child from that marriage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was the okay marriage. Yeah, I've I've, I've had the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> it's not necessarily in that order, but anyhow. So uh, beyond it being my seventeenth sort of anniversary, there is a lady working at a uh, uh, an electronic store, I believe, a Best Buy, who her Halloween costume uh, conveyed blackface. Now, <laughs> and but reading the article, it's funny because the whole story was, you know, woman wears blackface to work and this and that. And so I'm reading it. But my stance changed. The, the lady, uh, it was, uh, no, it was Staples. Uh, sorry, it wasn't a Best Buy. It was a Staples office supply. And her original thing was to go as, as a Sharpie. That's what she had told people the day before. But she, she came as a uh, basically someone going to a beauty supply beauty salon with the hair and curlers and they, the charcoal mask on. But some customers got offended and said, and one of them is actually quoted as saying, when they're trying to point out, it's not blackface, it's a charcoal mask from a beauty salon. salon. Uh, it's saying, well, I don't know what that is, but I'm offended. You're offended by, and a, is, and by called, a beauty mask? Yeah, and called outlets and saying, because to me, I'm there's a difference, people, between implying and inferring. When I imply something, it's me from me to you. When you infer it is how you take it. So this person inferred that they were personally being slighted. Obviously, this is a person of color because they were offended because of a perceived blackface that didn't exist. Well, what was the rest of the costume? Was she? Her hair was in curlers. It was, it was actual. It wasn't like okay, Al so Jolson she, with the white lips and stuff did she, like that. Did she have uh, like a robe on or something? I, I believe so. Her hair in curlers. So how do you not look at that and be like, okay, she's clearly doing a beauty treatment? Because of if some you see sort. a white woman with blackface, you know you're my. And here's the thing: to to be fair. The lady, she said she didn't choose the green mask because it, it kept on melting or, or dripping onto her shirt. And so she opted to go with the charcoal mask instead. Sticks a little better. I mean, I, I've done a charcoal mask when before. When I exfoliate, I, yeah, absolutely. Dick, what about you? No. Oh. I've gotten a pedicure for it. Have, have you ever gotten your eyebrows done? No. I have you need oh, eyebrows. You I, need them. I have perfect eyebrows. You need them. You have come hither eyebrows. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, you need it. Come ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I had I got an eyebrow wax once for for a writing gig. And, oh my! God, I do I do it once a month. Seven dollars yeah. keeps my eyebrows nice and neat. I I tweeze every day. So, but personal grooming aside, I don't do anything. This like yeah we know yeah, yeah we, know. we know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stick scratches himself. <laughs> Anyhow, the lady could have made better costume choices. Um, I don't know. No, not really. I but mean, come on. It's, 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 it's a, a hypersensitive no PC society we're living in. She was just trying to be absolutely show and represent what she was trying to be for Halloween. And because no one's thinking, you know, this person is being so busy being offended that seriously, what white person in mainstream corporate America, meaning who has a job and responsibilities and possibly, you know, pays taxes, would knowingly and willingly put on blackface in a public venue. Well, and and what what if what if she had the charcoal mask on and she had a Black Lives Matter shirt on? Would that make any difference? <laughs> Well, what if, if she was dressing up as though as as a supporter for Black Lives Matter? Well, here you go. Remember the uh, the lady? Oh, she was the head of a nonprofit organization, passed herself off as black. And you found out she mm -hmm. just tanned well and yeah. she, she identified black there. I mean, that was like the the epitome of black. What was her name? I uh, can't remember. But uh, that was a funny story. She did an interview afterwards and she was like. Yeah, now that it's out that you're you're not black, I mean, have you lost friends? And she was like, yeah, I've lost a lot of friends, but, you know, the close ones still hang around and they still think I'm black. <laughs> I was just like, wow, that's just really interesting that people can identify as something. Well, people, just, they knee-jerk react with offense where it always has to be context. For instance, you, you know, oh, the N-word is always offensive, unless you're watching Blazing Saddles because that's a great satire. There is a movie called Soul Man with C. Thomas Howell where he— pretends to be black to yeah. get a scholarship. And it was a great social commentary. You know, I'm not a fan of the actor personally, but it was a good movie, you know, for the time. It's yeah. very great social commentary on that. So to say, oh, see, Thomas Howell must be destroyed because he wore blackface. No, you have to always put it in context. And this person who just got butt hurt because, butt as they said, I don't know what that means, but I'm offended. And so therefore it makes it okay in their book to, to have it. I'm offended, so you must be removed for trying to trying to get this person fired but hurt but hurt <laughs> so moving on let's take a quick break i'm gonna do a quick commercial break already yeah we it's got a, one more we got one more, one more, one more it. segment it's flying by it's, yeah, flying by. it's going it's going you're listening to morning's lone star here at irlonestar.com and hopefully we can convince our buddy jason from connor coffee to join us stick around this sponsor uh, this segment is sponsored by clean sweep office cleaning and of course conroe coffee summer's A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, 
Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hello, welcome back to... <laughs> Just throwing it right Lone in Star. your face. I love how Dick did that to me. I'm in the middle of a sentence, he goes, three, two, one, you're on! It's a breeze! <laughs> Well, I hope you're paying attention when I said, hey, we have 30 seconds left. But 30 seconds just goes so fast. Especially when you're in that's, company. Uh, that's also put your headphone on so you can hear what's going on over the air. I like to be surprised. I, I live like I'm like Maverick. He likes and, roses and chocolates. Yeah, I'm like Maverick and Top Gun. You know, I'm just I'm, I'm on the edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we have a special guest here. Yeah. Who's our special guest? Who is it? Jason from Cardinal special. Coffee. Well, you are special to us. Special. I know. I know the officers know you're special, so they make sure you get to <laughs> Connor Coffee on time. That's Speaking why, of officers, uh, thank you for doing your uh, job out here. You guys are great, and we are going to call you guys in case anybody ever comes into our shop and starts begging money from our employees. Is he coming back again? He came back yesterday. No, because uh, uh, the officer found him. Oh and, wow! How did yeah. you and him and had him sign a uh, a form saying that they're not going to uh, come back into our business again? Yeah, wow. someone uh, panhandling. Not only did they panhandle, they got on their knees, grabbed uh, our employee's hand, and asked and begged for money. And she gave him her, her tip just to get rid of him. So, nope, not again. Wow. Nope. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Well, That's cray-cray. How are you doing today? Good. That's good. You're recovering from the weekend shenanigans? I see the Houston Press picked you up, my friend. <laughs> that was an awesome costume you were wearing. Well, thank you. Thank you. It took Fit a lot you of, perfectly. It, it took a lot of... Gumption? <laughs> no, oh, no, no. I have no problem with that. It took a lot of convincing Leo to, to bar her clothes. That yeah, when you told me go. that you got from her wardrobe, I thought it was perfect. Jason uh, was kind of a unicorn centaur uh, bastard uh, love child thing. Unicorn village person. Unicorn. That was the exact look I was trying to go for. What, what were those and things you around your, your shins that were glowing? Things around the, Those are uh, like leg warmers. How did you get them to glow? They, batteries. Batteries? <laughs> so they, they come with lights oh, in them? Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know what these yeah. things are. I've never, I live a sheltered lifestyle. Okay, that we're not... going to take uh, Jake down to the Montrose area and just do do, do some window browsing. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Window shopping. Window shopping. The, the, uh, the vest and the, uh, the leg warmers came with lights. Uh, that was for Leo for Christmas or something like that. But then I added everything else. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Batteries, man. Speaking of, that's why I was over here. I actually came over to get some AAA batteries. More AAA batteries. Bam! 
<laughs> oh wait, we got tri- oh, hold on. We got triple A in the uh, you know it counts. I don't know that really counts. He said triple A. AAA batteries. I mean, it, it's. Yeah, hey, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think it works. Yeah. I think it works. <laughs> we're, we're throwing it in a, in a thing. Wait, we got like four minutes left, so we're desperately trying to get a bingo on our bingo. Card. Real quick though, I do want to say, you know, it is November first, mm-hmm. and we've talked about you know various activities of like the ice bucket challenge and and things like that. And I'm looking around the room and I'm seeing different lengths of facial hair. Uh, Dick looks like he's homeless. Skippy looks well groomed and trimmed up nice. And Jason, Jason. How is, do I look like I'm homeless? <laughs> Jason has no facial hair. I look like, like uh, someone in the Astros is making fun of me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jason is dolphin smooth. He's dolphin smooth. There we go. So, I want to just quick PSA shout out. Like, do y'all still do the No Shave November? Like, let it go, let it grow for no. prostate cancer. Is that still a thing? I haven't done it in the past, but I'll be happy to just for poops and grins. But have you never heard of that? Oh, I have. It's just. Uh, the only time I grins. What's that all about? Well, it's the it's the FCC approved version. Of oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Do I have to spell it out? I mean, I just. How does of, this How uh, does this help prostate cancer? Well, you're supposed to you're supposed to donate it in, in addition, like like the ice bucket oh, challenge. Can't you just donate without doing something ridiculous? How's growing a beard ridiculous? Just because you can't grow a beard? <laughs> exactly. <basically>? Six <laughs> hairs. That's all I can do. Six that's hairs. You've counted them. Well, that's what you should tell Leo. I think she'll really appreciate that. Talking about Leo, she was talking about uh, breast cancer or something like that. She goes, uh, "It's like breast awareness month." And I said, "Yeah, I'm pretty aware of those. We <laughs> <laughs> are aware of them." Oh, great! This is them. a group of guys and <laughs> just chit chatting away about hairlines. All right, but oh, yes, that was not natural. But yeah, uh, good point. We can grow beards, or we can donate to the cause. Yeah, so I've both my grandfathers passed away from prostate cancer. So I, I encourage all to help donate to some form of cancer research. Doesn't have to be prostate, but anything in general. Yeah, and that's a really good point because it's one of those things that, you know, breast cancer does affect up to you know, like one in 10 women at least, possibly one in five. Uh, prostate cancer, it's a coin toss, one in two men uh, can, uh, can have prostate issues. And because the test is just, for the most part, not a fun test, but guys, just, you know, grin and bear it. And get it checked out and donate <laughs> okay. to the cause. You know, so I, I, you know, growing your your beard and stuff. I don't think it truly really helps, but I heard like other things help, like You're, like like pleasuring yourself a lot. Apparently, here helps. we go. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's ten fifty three. I think we need to say thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, thank you to Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Today was a lot of fun, guys. Look forward to tomorrow at nine o'clock. Stick around. We got great stuff coming up. Here on Lone Star Community Radio, full lineup on the rest of today's shows. Visit IRLoneStar.com. We are Montgomery County's community radio station. You are listening mornings with Lone Star. Don't forget, we podcast every episode of the show on iTunes, YouTube, and Google Play. We'll see you later. Stay safe or get injured or get injured. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. 
and Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.